Welcome to The Nord Show, a podcast about all things movies and gaming, where we get hot takes from popular influencers on said movies and games. I am your host, Joe Aragon. You may know me from TikTok as Cinema Joe, and I am joined today by Rick Kakis, also known to some people as uh, Kakis HD. He'll be chatting to me about uh, experience creating content, Destiny, his favorite movie, and some uh, answering some community questions at the very end. Rick, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Well, we had half an hour of troubleshooting. We're going to break the fourth wall <laughs> a bit here. Half an hour of the, of the mic not working for no one knows why. But that's technology. Like, exactly. that's something that I always exactly. like, it never To me, that makes no sense. Like, your internet's not working, and then you unplug it and plug it back in, and it's like, oh, oh, yeah. Like, all it's work working. now. I was like, why does that do that? <laughs> yes, yeah. Fun spoiler was that uh, Rick and I sat for about 30 minutes trying to figure out why this wasn't working, and uh, all of a sudden, it worked. Yeah. yeah, technology is a mystery that we'll never solve, I guess. Uh, before we dive into the the real depth of the episode, make sure to follow the show on Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating on Apple. And uh, drop a review. Let us know what movies you guys want to talk about. And of course, be sure to subscribe to NordVPN's YouTube channel to never miss an episode. Let's start this. Rick, you're a gaming content creator, a master at Destiny 2. Let's start with just some simple questions to get to know you. Why did you start creating content online? Uh, When did you start? And why Destiny 2? Oh, man. It's been a journey. I think originally it was like, I saw, you know, I saw like sea nanners and and the original people. Oh wow, sea yeah, nanners. around. I start, I started uploading like through like a hapage. I think I started uploading. I'm talking like Call of Duty Four and Battlefield Three. Wow. So I've been on YouTube for like I think a decade now, a um, a very long time, and started just because it was like yo. A nuke in in two minutes. That's sick, dude. And I was <laughs> I was good at Call of Duty. I was so oh, wow. out. So I was like, oh, I could do similar things. So I I just started uploading, creating content, and it was like funny. Myself and all these friends started doing the same thing. They all kind of stopped, and I just kept going and had kind of a, a journey with did Call of Duty and Battlefield. As you you always start mm-hmm. out with Call of Duty. I, I mean, you you used yes, to that yeah. was that was like the thing to start out as as a, as a YouTuber. And then actually went into Borderlands 2. And really, that's kind of mm. where I got my addiction to like looter shooters. And so did some Borderlands. I was a Borderlands 2 YouTuber. And then <laughs> I took a hard left turn. And then I was a Battlefield 4 dedicated YouTuber um, oh, wow. for a hot minute. And uh, then I just got into Destiny. And, and there's kind of like all the things I've always liked shooters. Um, and I, but I like that loot aspect, you know, built creating a build and everything from Battlefield. And so got into Destiny and it's kind of been mainly Destiny since there's been some detours like covered Division and, and Division 2 when they came out and stuff like that. But it's always been like base Destiny since that came out. So a couple of follow up questions for you. You brought up Modern Warfare in your nuke. I feel like everybody remembers their first nuke. I remember my first nuke. I remember I was using, I think, the AK-47U or something. Do you have any vivid memory of your very first nuke? I always remember uh, mine. Did Modern Warfare ha- have an AK-47U? Maybe not. Maybe it was an RPK. Well, it was RPK, one of those weapons. Because I think I remember mine, dude, because I got that with, like, a Spaz 12. I don't know if you... Do you oh, remember Spaz. the shotguns in that game were so <laughs> busted? And then they made yeah. them, like... They were secondary weapons. You could have an ACR or a UMP and your secondary oh, could yeah. be a SPAS-12 that could one-shot someone from like a mile away. 
or an AA-12 that could clear a whole bunker of like a whole team. It was wild. Those are the wild. That was Mono for Two was the pinnacle, which interestingly, (laughs) this is a little bit of a side topic, but just now they unveiled Mono for Two the logo and stuff, it's coming again. So it's it's got a lot to um to keep up to because I think Modern Warfare 2 was really kind of the pinnacle of like where it kind of really took off for on YouTube. Like Modern Warfare 2, like you said, your nukes and 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 montages, everyone like the YY intervention, quick scoping and all that stuff really yes, blew yeah, up yes, on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh a hell of a time i feel like i don't know if that's when akimbo was announced as well or first introduced I oh like yes was, akimbo mp5 case akimbo uh model 1887s exactly all right we're on the same wavelength oh, yeah. here i remember those times i was either on the end of it getting owned and being very frustrated or delivering it and i was very happy <laughs> yeah, about yeah. it but uh all right wow so destiny um do you start with destiny one or do you do destiny I two am immediately a destiny one alpha veteran i've oh. been playing oh, destiny wow, since like the first like second it was available to play basically so uh it's been a heck of a journey just to, in the destiny franchise itself let alone on youtube and gaming in general yeah yeah i i definitely got into destiny one and I never picked up destiny two but it's been one of those things i've been like trying to maybe get into uh what is your like advice to somebody who's like, all right, you Destiny, but you haven't played Destiny two? What would you say to them? Yeah, man, it's a that's a a loaded question because like De- Destiny, I obviously I love the game, but one of the main complaints is from newer players that it's very confusing. There's a lot thrown at them. There's just so many different like the, the world, all these different nodes doing all these different things. So. Uh, first of all, there's a great beginner's guide by this guy called Cactus HD. Uh, he, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. But, uh, who that is. In, in all seriousness, I, it is free to play. Uh, the base version of the game is free to play. The DLCs are going to oh. cost money. So anyone can jump in at any time, just kind of experiment and stick to what you like. Don't, I think the biggest trap is people feel like they have to be like leveling up or doing something like it's like, there's no, almost no wrong way you can go if you're doing PVP or strikes or just exploring in the world you're going to be naturally just leveling up in the process and then you can kind of start to hone after what you want so i think people just kind of get a little overwhelmed and don't know where to go yeah. but just kind of try it all out and, and just play what you enjoy but it's a it, it's know. a good time right now because the evolution of destiny you know there is some wild times destiny one launch was not so good it got fantastic yeah, yeah. destiny two launch not so good it had to build itself back. So it, 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 a lot of people like like yourself have played at one point and then fell off for one reason or the other. And they're always exactly. like, is it worth it to come back? That's always a, an interesting question. Yeah. And I've been watching some of your videos and I'm like, damn, I think I do want to get back into it. Because I've been kind of, you know, really aching for some type of good combination of shooters, but also some like really heavy quest based stuff. Because, you know, you can only take so much of the the battle royales and i don't i, I play my battle royales I, I like them but there's only so much pain and punishment i could take a night uh from playing a battle royale and sometimes I just want to jump into something more you know story driven or even quest driven so destiny 2 has been something i've been really looking into yeah they've been really uh, pumping up the, this one of the main complaints in original destiny was the story made no sense like they i don't know if you yeah. heard the drama they scrapped it a year before had to redo the whole thing it was wild oh, yeah, right yeah. so now they have like weekly updating story quests and new cinematics and stuff and so it's a lot more story driven even in like the the little seasons 
you follow along with a, a, an interesting narrative. So that's something that they've really improved. I, I remember Peter Dinklage in the first one, and that's all oh, I can tell you is all I remember yeah. about it. <laughs> Dinklebot was quite the uh, quite the ghost uh, character. Yeah, that wizard came from the moon. Yeah, like uh, it got beamed <laughs> on quite a bit. Yeah, that's what I remember from the first one. Well, it's a good segue to my next question: Is uh, you, you've built this great community? What's what's one of your favorite things about the community that you've built? Um, I think of of like my specific community. I think. Um, it's just generally a pretty like positive, fun community. Uh, the, the, I think the Destiny community as a whole, and certainly my community, uh, you know, we've been through so much. Like one of the things is like I've I've literally been, like I said, I'm a Destiny One Alpha veteran. I've been here for forever. Mm-hmm. I know the game in and out, and so you know, it, it is kind of uh, a bond with other fellow players who've been here for so long, like years and years, been playing since Destiny One, um, and some on and off. But uh, I think all the 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 memes and the camaraderie that comes out of that is kind of funny. Like, yeah. oh, they're nerfing hunters again, or or you'll throw in like a line from uh, you know Destiny One or something that it's like a yeah, yeah. five year old reference, and someone else will get it. it. It's pretty funny. So I think just yeah. that that shared experience going through this crazy like evolution of this game has been is really sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's the best thing about when you have a, a really kind of niche game like destiny and building that really community where everybody kind of just gets each other i mean a, g- a really quick great. good example is like you're raiding in the new raid and someone will shout out like uh you know empowered left or something which is like a raid from destiny one like literally like six years ago <laughs> and my brain is like <laughs> i'm like looking for and i'm like oh wait that's like not even the right raid it's just because yeah. it's so in- embedded into your brain and stuff so it's it's pretty funny amazing that's great. Yeah, I, I, I like that a lot. You've kind of convinced me to jump into it for the first time. So um, maybe it's free. I'll be exploring this weekend. It is. Yeah, it's good to know. Free is, free is my favorite. Yeah. Number. So, uh, well, this is a, a podcast that's kind of a hybrid, a nice uh, talking about gaming and content creation, but also talking about movies, which is something I'm an expert in. Well, I'd like to think I'm an expert in at least. Uh, typically, what, what kind of movies do you find yourself gravitating towards? What are like some of your favorite genres? What are some things that you love? Because we're going to talk about one big one later. What's something that you really like, the genre you really gravitate towards? I don't know if there, truthfully, I'm not sure if there is. I think now I'm kind of gravitating towards certain directors who've kind of proven themselves to make good content. Like, you know, The Northman, I want to see really bad. It's one of the things I haven't seen it yet, but I know. Worth it. uh, Robert uh, Eggert, right? Yeah. Yep. Eggert. And he, and he, The Witch. Uh, Lighthouse, I loved as well. All that stuff. So it's like awesome. I know, I know this guy is making good content. It's almost like a YouTuber perspective. I know this guy's making good content. I want to see his movies. <laughs> uh, Christopher Nolan is another great example. Anything he makes, uh, honestly, Guy Ritchie, very entertaining as oh, yeah. well. Uh, that love Guy Ritchie. The Wrath of Man was actually like just a really good like action movie. Like I felt it was super well paced. Um, and so yeah, I'm all over the place. Uh, it's like the yeah, highbrow stuff, awesome. like the lighthouse to wrath, like the wrath of man or whatever. And uh, I think it's just you can be more so much more selective of content because it's so much availability with Disney Plus and and all the streaming services, Netflix and so on. Like there's so much out there. It's kind of you are kind of a little bit more selective. Like oh, this is from this director that I know of, like his previous movies. Okay, we're gonna watch it. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you're speaking my language right now. I'm getting all excited when you're mentioning all these directors. I'm a big Eggers fan. I love The Witch and Lighthouse, just like you. I've seen The Northman, I can tell you. It's pretty great, it. pretty epic, pretty brutal. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I love Nolan and all of his stuff. And how'd you feel about Tenet? Did you get the I like to watch Tenet. Tenet? I'm, I, I, I'm not going to view that, but I got Tenet first try. I was a little, <laughs> so confused. I was like, come on, dude, they're going backwards. And now they're going forwards. Like, come on. Um, okay. okay. I thought it was a little, you know, I, I, again, I was never really that confused by it, but it is just uh, one of those things where if you do kind of poke it and, and, and try to apply too much logic then it kind of starts to fall apart i think it's just kind of like yes, you, you yes. gotta enjoy it as like a fun action movie and there's people going backwards in time and there's crazy fights <laughs> because of that and, and the chases the uh, certainly the set pieces and 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 the moments in that where you're watching a car chase and they're going backwards it's just like completely different than every crazy. other car chase you've ever seen and, and i think yeah. that's the cool part of the movie is that it takes almost like tropes yeah, there's the big fight at the end. We've seen a million gunfights in every movie, but this one is like the the buildings are building themselves from like yeah. backwards in time, and so that and we've never seen that before. I think that's like the interesting takes on the tropes we've already seen is the interesting part of that that, that movie. I love meeting a Tenet uh, loyalist yeah. as well, or a Tenet lover, I'm because just, I, I like Tenet I'm a lot. more of a Christopher and, uh, Nolan fanboy. It doesn't matter how Tenet was, I'll defend it, so that's just my yeah, position. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Do you have a favorite Nolan film that you can think of, just right off the bat? I mean, you don't have to think of one, but uh, if you have one. Is The Dark Knight the easy answer? I think it is the easy answer, but like, it's just kind of like one of those things where, again, it, the bar of quality is pretty high. I'm not saying like Tenet was the best movie ever, but I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed Dunkirk, and I enjoyed uh, Memento, and I enjoyed obviously Dark Knight, obviously the Dark Knight franchise, and um, mm. what was the other one? Inception, obviously. Yeah, Inception. Yeah, it's just kind of like yeah. I've never watched a Nolan movie and been like, oh, I hate that. I've I've just enjoyed yeah. all of them. It's fair. All right, all right. Wow, very uh, variety, variety taste. I like it. I like it. Well, we're jumping into our main topic today. I sent you a list of movies, and you responded with, "Let's talk about Dune." To be specific, Dune twenty twenty one, and not the uh, original Dune. I felt that had the most similarity with Destiny. It's it's off. Yeah, no, you're going it's a to these great fantasy one. worlds. You have the different factions and stuff. Yeah, that's a really good suggestion, and I'm glad you chose it because I love Dune. I've been a Dune just diehard Dune fan since the, I saw the movie late last year. Uh, I haven't read the book in its entirety. Have you read the book at all? I I, I remember maybe reading at least part of it like a long time ago, like when I was very yeah. young. So. Got it. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I, it's, back yeah, to me people. Oh, you're good. No, I'm not going to quiz you on chapter seven, yeah, exactly. page forty-eight. Don't worry. Uh, but yeah, Dune is one of those things. Once people are into it, they're really into it. But I'm glad you chose Dune because last year, I like I said, I loved it. What about Dune? Besides it being very relatable to Destiny, what about Dune? Did you like, or, or if you liked it? I, mean, I like those like it? epics. I guess you would call it like a space opera kind of uh, where. It's it's just very big, vast, uh, and on and on purpose. You you often don't get that like sense of scale and almost like wonderment from certain space movies. I think another movie that did it well is Inception, uh, and yeah. you know like they're on the planet with the ginormous waves and they're the black hole visuals and stuff. And so Dune, a little bit more grounded. It's just in the the technically it's just in the desert most of the time, but then you do have the other planets and. Um, 
it's just a lot going on. The the invasion was fantastic. I, so I do like those kind of like very high fantasy um, sci-fi like themes and and the and the i think it's a great time because like if you go back and watch the original dune oh yeah oh my goodness those those that cgi and <laughs> and and the, the like um yeah this is a good time for called? dune to come out for sure yeah, the, the the like shields everyone have it's just like blocks over them they look like square roblox they look like roblox characters <laughs> and and it's just so like how far we've gone in the visual effects um, obviously, yeah. people are kind of nervous about remaking these fan favorite, like old movies. Like Dune, the original Dune is pretty beloved. But now, yeah. if you do it well, and of course, Dennis, uh, Vin- yeah. Vill- I can't pronounce his last name. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's French. I think it's Denis Vill- Villeneuve. He's another like director of Mike. That prisoners, anything he d- obviously do. Um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine or yeah, yes. uh, whatever. Big it was. fan Blade Runner yeah. as well obviously all fantastic he's another director that anything he does i'm just going to be a fanboy over but like so you put him in charge of dune and now you have you can actually you know represent these concepts you know the concept of the ornithopter of this like flying machine described in the book and then the 80s movie tried to do it it was basically like a flying block it was just like a it was like a square and now i can fly i don't know i can fly (laughs) very true and so now this it's like built after the dragonflies and it's like you you see it awesome and your mind goes like oh that could be a thing right like oh why why isn't that a thing um and so i i really like those kind of concepts yeah you brought up a lot of great points with this dune and the old dune and i think that this is a great time for the new dune to come out because of all the advancements in technology uh, definitely a movie that I was aware of. I knew the ornithopter, but the way they just visualize it on screen, like you said, it is really impressive because my brain couldn't think of it, but it makes sense. You know, it's like, like dragonfly and it moves pretty cool. Uh, I'm a big fan of that movie and I- I'm just, do you have a favorite moment, favorite scene? I rewatched it two days ago to prep for this and I forgot how much I loved it. Um, I, I was curious if you have a favorite moment. I mean, Hans Zimmer did the score for this, right? Too. Uh, yeah, he did. Which speak connecting it back to the start of the podcast, he also did the Monor for two score, which why I was sitting oh, yeah, in the lobby right, was right. absolutely amazing. Anyways, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I think probably I think probably my favorite scene would be the first encounter with the sandworm where it where it swallows oh, up the and it took the words out of yeah, my mouth. It's such a, a an intense scene and um it's it's just a really cool like the, the the sandworm enemy where it's like it's just this unforeseen uh you know this force of nature i mean it's really just a, a representation of nature in general it's just like you can't control it they're just gonna come like you have to adapt around them not the other way around it's just very interesting but i also think the concept of i think it was so so interesting and well done not obviously the movie did it but it was a concept in the novel of like we're fighting hand-to-hand combat now. It's like technology has progressed to the point where we have shields so we can block all bullets. And so now the guns are irrelevant. That technology has come back down and now we're back to hand-to-hand combat because of the shields. It's, it's like, that's what you have to do. The, a slow moving blade will pierce a shield. I think that's such an interesting concept. Yes, I think so too. I think all those scenes where we see like them, the shields kind of like really fast, you see the blue, but then it turns red as soon as they get to a, a yeah, kill yeah. point. Yeah, love those moments. I, I do love the sandworm encounter, the very first one. I think for me, it was such a, 
I, you know, you kind of expect it, you see the trailers, and then you see it on the big screen or even at your home, and the scale of the worm, I don't think really people realize how big it is until that moment. It's, it's, it's massive. Swallowing these huge tractor machines in the desert. Yeah, I, I love that moment as well. Big fan of that. Uh, the invasion scene, or the very first invasion scene is pretty great too. Which, this kind of leads to my next question. A lot of people who didn't love Dune or maybe felt lukewarm about it, one of their main complaints was, well, it uh, wasn't really an ending. It was just a part one. Yeah. I, I don't really feel satisfied with it. Did you feel that way when it was ending? Or were you like, this is great, can't wait? Or Well, I mean, my wife fell asleep. So like, those are the, oh. you know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of, <laughs> I, I totally understand that. It, it was a little long. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I like long movies though. Like the new Batman, everyone's complaining about the length. I'm like, I don't care about the length. Oh, I loved it. Like, I'd rather have yeah. stuff than not. I'm, I grew up watching the like extended Lord of the Rings, like four hour oh, long. Yeah. Like, so bring it on. I don't care. Um, yeah. But that's a very intricate. I went into it knowing it was going to be part one. I'd heard it ends up part one. And I, I think I went into it. And I knew that they greenlit part two, which is another important thing. Like if they didn't, that would have been real bad. <laughs> that would have been really yeah, real bad. An awkward ending. So then. I didn't mind it because I, I knew it was coming. I, I can see when it was still kind of up in the air or if you saw it off because it, it it, I, it wasn't certainly when it was advertised originally, it wasn't really advertised as Dune part one, right? It's just Dune. Correct. So I think Correct. definitely I understand people who went in there, didn't know it was a part one and it just ended up part one. And they're like, I didn't know this was a part, right? Uh, yes. So I yeah. do understand yeah. that complaint. I think that's just a fault of marketing, honestly. Oh, completely agree with you on that. And even someone my, like myself, who's very in tune with this world, I remember walking in and uh, it's, you know, title card Dune and then very quickly part one. I was like, oh, I didn't know it was a part one. I was like, okay, all right. I mean, but knowing that, you know, going into it, knowing it's gonna be a second one. Yeah, I think there's an understanding of where it ended. So I also didn't mind it too much. Um, But speaking of the future, this is the big question here. Is Dune the next big thing? Is this is this the new Star Wars of the 2020s? Is this the new Lord of the Rings? I mean, every big franchise has had its moment where it consumed all of culture, essentially. Is Dune the next big thing? Can Dune reach that level that Star Wars reached? No, not even close. <laughs> like, I-, I hate to say that, but I think um, I think if you look at the source material, a lot of people say that the first book was epic, and then the subsequent books kind of got more and more outlandish. Some oh. pretty wild space stuff mutants we're like we're getting pretty oh. like wild out there uh and this is kind of just what i've heard like i haven't necessarily read the the all the other books but um okay. like would be very hard to adapt on screen type of stuff uh and, which i mean people have thought that in the past about certain things game of thrones famously and they did yeah. it so who knows but i just think that dune part two is going to come out people are going to enjoy it but I think you could have easily told like Dune part one wasn't successful, successful enough. Like if you look at those movies that really kind of took over the world, um, like Star Wars, it it was like a a shift or Mm -hmm. or Game of Thrones or something where everyone's talking about it. Me and you were talking about Dune. Not many other people are talking about Dune right now. Um, (laughs) And so I, I, I think like. You can, there has been those certain movies where like everyone is kind of paying attention to. I don't think Dune was necessarily one of them. If part two is absolutely insane, 
potentially because there again there is a, a pretty big world and enough source material to potentially do more movies and so on but uh, there's some pretty highbrow concepts in it too politics and so on that i don't and not to say that that can't be a part of 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 big franchises but i just didn't feel to me like it was going to be like a star wars or a marvel franchise or something like that whereas like the first avengers came out and everyone was like, like everyone was talking about it yeah so yeah I mean, I think you make some really good points. I mean, I think that you're right. And essentially, Star Wars is a pretty big uh, monster to topple, and especially considering they're still making tons of Star Wars content, yeah. you know, shows and movies. I mean, It'll never go I away. I mean, if you watch the the sequels, I mean, Star Wars is trying to stop, topple Star Wars, and they're not even <laughs> succeeding at that. <laughs> that's that's a, even a better point. So I think you're right. I mean, I think Dune 2 will be great. Uh, we'll see what they go from there. I have heard that the series does get a little uh, outlandish and kind of yeah. crazy. So um, realistically, we'll though, like, you never know because it is an established world. It is a, a well-known world. And if part two does well, you, like you could just have a ser- a Dune TV series that does very, very well. And sort of like how when people were kind of feeling at their lowest with the sequels, Mandalorian comes out and everyone's like, oh, revitalized Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Star Wars can be really, really, really good. And then everyone gets back yeah. into it. Yeah. It's very true. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. You know, what? now I'm really curious to see where this goes because it could be really, really great or it could just be great and just fizzle. So I guess we'll have to wait. And well, see. interestingly, I think and I'm sure you've noticed this as well. It seems like studios are maybe a little bit more reserved when it comes to like taking a leap into something completely new and so building upon these established um ips dune well known you're much more likely to get a do like a a highly funded dune tv series than just like a, a random tv series no one's ever heard of very true yeah i mean you're completely spot on since that studios are hesitant to put brand new original works out there because they don't make as much money as, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home or uh, Sonic 2, which did very, very well at the box office. But it's an established IP that people love. So you're right. Studios are less likely to risk something completely unknown if they can really, I don't want to say milk Dune, but if they can milk Dune for all it's worth, they, they probably will. Yeah, well, so. it's interesting. Like, re- realistically, Mandalorian could have been in not Star Wars. Like, it could have just been yeah. a complete sci-fi bounty hunter. And it would have been mm-hmm. good. But you put Star Wars Mandalorian on it, and oh, yeah. and now it's killing it, right? People are flocking. Exactly, exactly. Well, we can probably talk about Dune all day, but let's take a quick ad break, and then we're going to jump into your three, three favorite sci-fis that aren't Dune, and we'll be right back. Are you missing out on your favorite show because it's not available in your region, trying to keep your private time private? Well, let me introduce you to NordVPN. If you're bored of US Netflix, why not take a spin in the UK? Use NordVPN and click a button. You can do just that. No need to travel to Japan for your favorite anime when NordVPN brings it right to you. With 5,000 plus server options, no show is out of your reach. Make sure to use Cactus link in the description of the episode to get a great deal on NordVPN and support Cactus's channel. All right, Rick, we like Dune, but three favorite sci-fi is of that you love that uh, isn't Dune. Do you have a top three? Was this, before you do it, was this difficult? Um, A little, yeah. So sci-fi, we're talking like space sci-fi. Do, or, could be any, I mean, sci-fi could be, 
you could say Mad Max is sci-fi. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd accept that. Uh, it's based, obviously, sci-fi. There's a I guess sci-fi is a very because like broad. Lord of the Rings would be fantasy, right? Yeah, I'll stick. Let's, yeah, let's stick with Lord of the Rings. Because otherwise, though, my yeah. list would be like Lord of the Rings one, two, three. Like, like let's be honest, <laughs> Lord of the Rings is like the pinnacle. But yeah. for um, for sci-fi, I think like my favorite, just pure sci-fi movie. Man, I think like honestly. It's probably going to be number one, or should I go? I think number one has got to be like a space odyssey. Um, okay, wow. I think it's just like classic. Yeah, it's a classic. But even rewatching it, it, it it's it really stands up. It's just got amazing visuals. It's very very interesting. It's still an enigma like to this day you know you watch it, you're kind of like trying to figure out that ending and in in your and it's just very entertaining the idea of the of the rogue ai is such an interesting concept and like how do you fight against that um and then it has been i mean taken and adapted every which way and so it's a little snobby to say <laughs> it's no not but, at all but no. i think it just when you're talking about just well made um and i think probably number two it might be uh, like recently the thing that came to my head most for like number two was probably just blade like blade runner 20 uh, was it two, 2049 20 yeah 2049 blade runner 2049 yeah. visuals outstanding um very interesting and i and i do like the concept of the blade runner is like I guess the original Blade Runner is also I, I two is Blade Runner slash new Blade Runner because I feel like the, the concept of like he's out there hunting rogue robots but he is or maybe one himself maybe, yeah. is so interesting i mean that kind of is yep. also uh and the person i correct me if i'm wrong but the person who wrote the original like script for that also wrote uh the, it was a short story adaptation for total recall as well Yep. So yeah, Blade Runner was uh, written, or the book it's based off is called uh, "Do Androids Dream of Electric yeah. Sheep?" Written by Philip K. Dick, who also wrote uh, the short story for Total Recall, uh, Adjustment Bureau. There's a couple other big ones he's done. He's very influential. And so that yeah. concept too. I mean, Total Recall, even though that's like an irony classic, it, it, that concept too of like goes to the place to get memories injected and then starts thinking. But it's like you're you're never quite sure throughout the whole movie. You're never quite sure like which avenue. Uh, it's going down, and so I th- I really like that concept in Blade Runner. And then number three, it's a look. Uh, I think it's gotta just be Inception. Uh, or sorry, yeah. not Inception. My apologies. Interstellar. I think oh, it's Interstellar. Also good choice. I'm also still choice. salty about Interstellar losing to Gravity. I'm like, get that oh. out of there, dude. Interstellar was yeah. uh, just fantastic. I really like Interstellar. Yeah, good choices all around. I mean, Interstellar has been one of my favorite movies for a very long time. I'm a huge Blade Runner guy. Actually, two of the three you've mentioned, I've tattooed on my arm. So I'm a big fan of two of those. Um, And 2001 Space Odyssey, not snobby at all. It's a classic for a reason. People continue to look at it, interpret it, and analyze it. So good choices all around. I think if I were to throw one in the ring with you, I would choose like The Matrix. I'm a big fan of The Matrix. The original Matrix. Always love The Matrix. Yeah. That that is another like very interesting concept of like yeah. what's the dream, what's the reality. Uh, 
Exactly. Yeah. I like movies that question reality as well. So I think Matrix works. I mean, yes, the sequels maybe not as good, but yeah, the first the sequels are is, weird. Uh... But let's not pretend when we were, we were watching like the the robot machine gun. You're like, this is sick, right? Like and that part's that cool. Part I like sick. that. I always like the way I look. Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, I agree. I agree. Cool. 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 Uh, good top three. I don't think anybody could really be too upset with you on those. No, you know, there's a lot of sci-fi out there. I definitely you know, some people are going to groan. I said space. Like, oh, cars. Uh, it's it's like so the, the obvious de facto, you know, number one in so many lists. But uh, you'd be surprised. I guess these days, maybe not. Over. But yeah, yeah, I think those are great picks. I support them wholeheartedly. Uh, speaking of which, of, of community, people who might groan, we did uh, have you pose a question to your followers and fans that, hey, I'm going to be on this show, shoot some questions over. We pulled a couple really good ones, and uh, I think it's uh, be a fun discussion. The one that I really gravitated towards was from, from uh, user Gray Gaming. They asked, if you didn't cover Destiny 2, what game would you cover? That's, a, that's like actually an extremely loaded and interesting question. Because, yeah. like, it, I have been wondering that myself because you're always looking for something else to cover in the sense of like mm-hmm. destiny. It's remarkably consistent, but I mean, compared to the um, cultural phenom of like Elden ring, like honestly, probably I should have jumped into Elden ring a little bit more. We getting a million views of video type of thing. Um, <laughs> but you know, I love destiny and I love that looter shooter. And so you're always looking, mm-hmm. but obviously like at the end of the tail end of the season, like right now, isn't too much going on. You're kind of just waiting around to the next season to inject new content, right? And so you're always thinking, oh, it'd be nice if I had a, another game to cover. Um, and I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Mtashed, but uh, he... I feel like I've heard yeah, of so him. he does Genshin kind Impact. Of... And, oh, yes, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also covers uh, Tower of Fantasy and all these other kind of gacha games. There's a lot of gacha games. It is... You know, if you play Call of Duty, it's like Call of Duty versus Battlefield. And if you're playing, if you're a Warzone player, guess what? It's pretty easy transition to Apex Legends, shooter battle royales. And it's a pretty easy transition into Tarkov, into PUBG, right? They're all somewhat yeah, similar yeah. games that share an audience. And so that's kind of the big thing is like, if I post, if I posted a Genshin Impact video, my audience and the Genshin Impact audience isn't quite there. But when I posted Division, they're both kind of looter shooters. And so there was an audience crossover. And so my division videos did pretty well. And so that's always something you're wondering is like, what is another looter shooter? The f- crazy thing about Destiny is even though Destiny is one of the top games out there, there is surprisingly little other looter shooters. It's like Destiny, Division, every other one, Anthem yeah, has crashed and burned, dude. Oh, like yeah, Anthem, yeah. I forgot about Anthem. Anthem crashed and burned. Borderlands... <sighs> Wonderlands is all right, and Borderlands Three are—they're like successful, but didn't really break out. They weren't as big as I think a lot of people hoped. It's kind of really interesting. Like there actually isn't a lot of—you know—everyone's searching for the Destiny killer, right? Um, but there's just every time there's one that's promised, it, it either flops or it just never gets uh, that big. And so, what would the other game I'd be covering? I genuinely don't know because, like, what would Anthem? like and then my channel you know what i mean like i don't even know division division yeah. still has a, a dedicated community but certainly isn't doing anything right now um and so yeah it's just a really interesting thing i genuinely don't know because there are there isn't really another main competitor to destiny there really isn't 
Yeah. Is there anything you play that, like, let's say you're unplugged, not streaming? Oh, not Magic the Gathering. Content? Magic the Gathering Arena. I'm, no yeah. way. <laughs> wow. Hey, you're talking to an MTG vet. I've been yeah. playing for maybe over 15 years. When did I start? I started uh, around Return to Ravnica, I think. I started. Oh, yeah. It was... Uh, Around that time, maybe a little before that. I can't remember the sets before that. No, World Wake. I started on World World yeah. Wake. So I've been, I've been playing for a long time. I, Good to know. Look I played IRL, yeah, for, I think, I, I remember going to like the Theros pre-release and stuff. Oh, so it's yeah. been a hot minute, but they have the arena client, so it's online. So I have a cube down in my basement of like all these freaking sick cards, dude. Oh, but it's man. really hard to convince my friends to come over and play a play yeah. Magic Gathering yeah. cube. But so I'm just playing the online like arena client and enjoying that. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, arena and MTGO as well. Yeah, the good old days of playing cube has, has kind of uh, drifted away, but I do have very fond memories yeah, yeah. of that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, another question we got. This one was from user X Red. Very simple. Do you have a favorite movie of all time? Is it going to be something sci-fi? Is it something not sci-fi? Are you a big rom-com fan? You just want to tell us? Um, well, I will admit Mean Girls is one of the funniest shows hey, of all. Mean Girls rules. Like, you know what I mean? People mean it is it is genuinely hilarious. Like some of the lines awesome. in there like are just amazing. But uh probably just it would probably just be Lord of the Rings. And I don't even know which one um oh really i can't like be like oh you, it, with a trilogy i think it's hard to say like oh i like return of the king the best or it's like okay well you're not gonna watch return of the king on its own you know what i mean like you're never gonna exactly. be like i'm gonna watch return of the king tonight you're gonna watch one and then you're gonna watch two and then you're gonna watch three over the course of like however long right so i feel like you, it's hard to separate them so i just gotta like lord of the rings in general i think that's like the perfect trilogy it came up when i was growing up loved it yeah, great choice. I think, like you, it's hard to pick one. And like, exactly like you said, if you're picking one, you're watching the other two at some point. Yeah. I tend to lean towards Fellowship just as uh, maybe just more nostalgia. It is very but, well I mean, put I together. Like, very, very well yeah. put together. I am so sad that Hobbit was the dumpster fire that it was. I mean, actually, Unexpected Journey is all right. And then... The first and one, the yeah, second one bad. has some good, good smog moments, but then the third one, when Legolas is like jumping on the like falling bricks, I'm like the falling and, bricks. Because <laughs> listen, I know that he survives. I've seen him in the other movies. <laughs> like, stop putting this character that I know survives in danger because it's it's not yeah. like it doesn't make any sense. No suspense in that when we know he's going to exactly. survive. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, Hobbit was kind of a mess. I, I Like you said, the first one has its moments. Uh, so the second one as well. But the third one was uh, a mess, to say the least. But yeah, big Lord of the Rings fan. That's a perfect answer to that question. Uh, last question came from this anonymous source. Uh, it, was, it was, why is your wife so amazing? I don't know uh, who sent that in, but um, do you have anything yeah. to, to oh, say to that? Oh my goodness. Of course, my wife hijacks the top quote tweet. <laughs> it's like everyone blows <laughs> this up. Uh, why is my wife so amazing? My wife is amazing. Uh, I love her to death. She's pregnant now, six months pregnant with our kids. So that's wow, going to yeah, that's gonna be uh, pretty wild. But I mean, I brought her in and I said, uh, when I first met her, I was basically like, all right, well, here are all my magic cards and this is my YouTube channel. <laughs> awesome so she she stayed after that so obviously worth marrying this girl so that's for sure oh yeah big time congrats congrats uh that anonymous question hope that, yeah uh, i don't know who that person a sufficient was, wow. answer for that person <laughs> well the last question i like to leave off every episode is that are there any games out there that you would like to see turned into a movie 
I mean, for you, it might be kind of an easy answer, but is there anything else out there? I think this is a very good question because I am genuinely shocked, like genuinely, that Hollywood is not snatching up all of these game storylines because it's like something like Mass Effect is a great example. Oh, man. What a fantastic story. You have a trilogy waiting for you right there and like well-written characters. like you could ease like a fully fleshed out world you don't have like imagine how much i mean i'm sure you know as a movie buff like how much time is done in post-production if you're coming up with a a new world like avatar just you're you're spending literally years people doing sketches of what these worlds would look like right like what would an avatar world look like games have already done that right so you have mass effect says here's what these worlds look like here's what the reapers look like you don't have to you know concept art that for you know, six years, <laughs> you you have it right there. So I am so shocked that movie developers haven't been like Mass Effect. I mean, obviously, Destiny has a, a pretty interesting story, especially like what they've been doing recently. I mean, even like even something like Doom, what like just throw an action movie, you go and you kill a bunch of demons and Doom, you know, that would be sick. Um, and, and so I'm I'm very surprised even like Elden Ring, Dark Souls style stuff. There's definitely stuff you could do there as like a high fantasy. So I I am so surprised that of all the games out there with fantastic storylines, they picked Mario and cast Chris Pratt. Like, what are you doing? It's <laughs> 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 a good point. What, I know. What are you as doing a, out there? As a huge Mass Effect fan from day one, played it every single day, countless of hours. I on board with yeah, the story's there. Yeah. You know, the cre- the the creatures are there, the worlds are there, the people are there, the stories, the politics, the religion, it's, it's all there. Just get a good screenwriter, write something good. Don't really mess with it too much. You got yourself a winner, I think, as well. Uh, that's a good point all around. Yeah, the Mario with Chris Pratt, who's who knows? Yeah. I, I'm I'm morbidly curious. That's all I know. Hey, so. Sonic, if Sonic can do it, who like maybe Mario can do it, because this is true. So you you never true. know. But yeah, like, again, it, it is something I think there was some bad video game movies, but they're bad oh, because yeah. I didn't even try. Yeah. I mean, notoriously, a lot of video game movies, they are made by people who don't play the games. And so when they when, they, when that happens, they lose all of the, the meaning behind the story. You know, did you ever see Uncharted? No. No. Oh, so like, the Uncharted movie, not the worst movie in the world. I'll say that now, but yeah it's not the greatest thing either looks 12 okay like he doesn't look like he's nathan drake i love tom (laughs) Holland. he's great spider-man but spider-man is this young kid that's the whole point of it and so yeah i think they're just like oh some executive was like who's it and and this is no shade towards tom holland like like, you're not you can't blame tom holland for hey do you want to be nathan drake he's like hell yeah you know what i mean but like some executive was like who does everyone love tom holland let me get this exactly like dude no that's not who you want to cast as him but I think also interestingly, uh, somewhat to your, oh, I was, you had made another point. I was gonna, I forgot what it was though, but Mass Effect, Uncharted. I'm just like, uh, yeah, I'm just, so, oh, no, because you said they don't even play the, the game. And I, I was gonna say, remember mm. the Halo showrunner had the quote. And it's like, I don't ah. even, we didn't even consider the games when making this move show. And everyone's like, why? Heartbreaking. It's like, and that's another good example of like Halo is a pretty well-written lore. Bungie certainly goes pretty hard in the lore, as I know from Destiny. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you had all this stuff to build from and you have this built-in audience of like all these people that would go to your Halo show or movie 
And then you're like, yeah, we didn't even consider the video games. And you're like, dude, come on. Not a good no. start. Not a good start. I agree. I haven't watched the Halo show yet. I plan on binging it once it's done. Yeah, I'm um, not hearing the best things from it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. The rumblings aren't the best, but I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Well, Rick, that wraps up our episode. That was a great conversation. We talked about a lot of great things. I greatly appreciate you being on here. Well, thanks for, being, for having me. Uh, so patient on getting on to the, the, no worries, <laughs> the website. No uh, we'll make sure to put all your information in the description of the episode. You guys make sure to check out Rick's uh, social media and all of his uh, videos. Uh, I'm maybe going to start Destiny 2 this weekend. This is a conversation that swayed me. So I appreciate that. Uh, and of course, make sure to follow The Nord Show on Spotify and on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Rick, thank you for your time. And uh, we'll talk later. Thank you for having me.